Does everything have a bright side to it? Of course. It doesn't always outweigh the negatives, but everything has a bright side to it. This makes happiness a choice. And here we say that the discipline of being happy is the ultimate discipline. With that said, welcome to the Ultimate Discipline Podcast, where we meet with people who are practitioners of this exact discipline, and we hear their cool stories of cultivating happiness through challenges in their life. I am your host, Sean Greenspan. Let's get to it. Heath, what's up, man? Not much, man. Living living a good life. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I believe you're living a good life, but uh, we haven't spoken in a while. Tell me something I don't know that's going on in your life. Yeah. So I recently gotten involved with Thomas Jefferson's palliative care team. And I guess if, if you're not really aware of what palliative care is, it's it's the transition of care away from, I guess, fighting or trying to mitigate disease progression into a uh, accepting terminal illness as the end of life and yeah. trying to then mitigate pain and suffering as much as possible as a, a person passes on to what it, whatever it is that they believe is next for them. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's something by that was part of the program you're in as a doctorate or something you're kind of choosing to go down. No, this is not, it's not required in the MD. It's, um, it's a, a, my own passion, if you will. I'm I frustrated with the, the state of how we view death and how we try to try to escape death, if you will, for as long as possible, instead of yeah. uh, enjoying life while we have it and, and then bringing on that next chapter when it, when it's yeah. for, for those that don't know. So, uh, I grew up with Heath, um, I always say some of your best friends, Keith, are people that you've been able to do a lot with and uh, a lot of variety with, I should say. And I mean, we played high school sports together. We went to college together. Um, you know, we've done things like, you know, went out partying, went out, you know, having deep discussions. So I, for everyone out there, like I view Keith as absolute top people in my life. Um, and, uh, you know, we're both running and gunning. So there's a good chance for us to sit down and catch up. And what, uh, oh, and he biked across the entire country. I'm sure we'll get into that at some point. But um, what, what that reminds me of, Heath, is when we were in Paris and we were in a deep uh, 12 hour debate, not a debate, discussion on life. Uh, definitely not a debate. I, I, I specifically remember you, you talking about this because I brought up that, you know, like death is like a very real fear for me, right? Um, it is one of, it's not the soul, but it's one of the drivers behind like my health and fitness like journey, right? Is like, you know, um, trying to just stay healthy and well as long as possible. But I remember you talked about like, you had this like visual for me that you don't really know what death is like you know you have your assumptions your guesses and like if you don't view it as this good thing we're just like zombieing drifting towards this negative thing and every day theoretically is getting like a little worse if that's like our biggest fear so that that i kind of remember that right (laughs) yeah yeah i think you remember that correctly because it's just it's almost like uh just a ticking time bomb if you're just anticipating death as this just completely dark negative space that we all we all reach one day and then and the beautiful news is with your your health and fitness journey that you can most likely expect a long and and fruitful life with just wow. modern medicine modern nutrition and everything that we're understanding about the human body so at the very least there's a lot of time to really decide what you want to believe about death but it's just like you nor I nor anyone truly knows what's going to happen tomorrow but people like yourself or myself, we don't project all this negativity onto tomorrow. So I don't, I view death similarly where it's not going to happen tomorrow, knock on wood, but there's no need to project negativity onto an event that we really just don't know what's going to happen. You're the perfect person to have on this podcast. Uh, the intro to this podcast, Heath, um, the intro to like all the episodes, the title is Happiness Likes Ultimate Discipline. Um, the name uh, came basically from a combo of two things, uh, ultra, ultra running, me getting into ultra running 
and reading a book by Dan Millman called The Way of the Peaceful Warrior, where he talks about ha the, ha the discipline of happiness. And I mean, I look at things, um, everything has like a bright side to it, right? And you just can choose or not choose to be happy about it, right? Now, I, I, we're not getting into like, I don't, oh, we can, but, you know, I don't want to really get into like the fact that like, like, we're not like disregarding the negatives, right? Or, or turning a blind eye to them. You know, I think a, like a good example is like this pandemic, tons of people died, tons of people's lives got changed for the worse. Um, it's very fair to say overall, the pandemic was a negative thing for the world. Um, I'm not saying it is, I'm saying that's a fair statement, but what's a, also a fair statement is opportunity came out of it. I can't tell you about how many people I've heard saying that this is like, it's been one of the greatest times in their life and they, yeah, maybe they're privileged people. But again, I'm not saying one overweighs the other. I'm just saying like, you know, we're just, just choose to focus on like the positive and anything that's like just plain negative. How can we just learn from it um, mm -hmm. versus dwell on it? Um, so that's why, that's why I love what you say. It's like, we don't know. So unless you could tell the future, choose happiness. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And if you, if you feel negative about something, let yourself sit in that emotion for a little bit and then slowly be disciplined as you're kind of referring to and pull yourself yeah. up and refocus on maybe some of the lighter aspects of whatever it is you're experiencing. And I think you can yeah. do this with death. Like you say that you're one of your greatest fears is death, which is, which is more than fair, but what are possible like light aspects to it? Or like, even if you're just to be creative and, and imagine what could lighter aspects be to it. If you picture yourself as a 125 year old man, having had the fullest life that you spent living to the max as you do, what, what could passing on to whatever you believe is next usher in that you don't even really know, you know, what could it, what could it possibly be? And then, yeah, that, that, that is a, a fun exercise. Yeah. And I'm going to jot it down. It gives you goosebumps. It's like, I, I imagine myself 125. I did the whole family thing. And now I'll probably like some great grandkids running around. I got to explore the world. I got to do everything I wanted within my career. Now, what is it that, that, uh, that passing on, provides to both me and, and to others that, that, um, I don't know, that keeps this, the circular nature of, of the world, like moving. Yeah, man. I mean, it all, it's, it's interesting. Cause you said, like you said, it gives you goosebumps. Um, a guy, Tony Bonici, I had on here, he's kind of like a life coach that I, I want to start working with when I can. Um, he talks about so a lot of people talk about like the power of manifestation, right? Mm -hmm. um, and spoken word and the, the words you think, I think are a huge aspect of it. Um, but people talk about like that. I've looked into this a little and it's actually a secondary law based on the primary law of vibrations. And, you know, vibrations come from feeling and emotions. And like the fact that you said gets you goosebumps, like you got past like the thought aspect of it and you're starting to feel it. Like the goose. The goosebumps come from like maybe like maybe it's heaven right like maybe it's literally heaven maybe it's like you're free from like all your problems you've passed because you've you've done what you've needed to do per se as a physical person now it's like this you know nirvana that maybe we can't even describe but like you can feel yeah. and it's funny because it's a fun exercise of course but also, like, again, I just, I believe in manifestation. So maybe, like, the more you think about it, the more that's going to be your outcome. Yeah. You know, I believe it. I believe it. I'm with I you. Know, I, saw your, I saw your little smile. Yeah. Um, let me ask, how does that, how does your view on death, if you will, kind of like impact maybe like day to day? actions or doesn't have to be like day-to-day -day. it could be moment-to-moment -moment thoughts it could be you know just, i don't know like yeah, it's a good question it's a good question i think so to go back to what i feel happens when you die i feel that we spend our lives 
in this economy of energy, um, both absorption and passing along. So even if it's not as as effective, maybe it is, but for me personally, if it's not as effective as talking to you through the Zoom meeting as if we were actually sitting next to each other in Paris, having our, yeah. our 12 hour discussion on whatever, um, we are exchanging energy here, if you will. Uh, yeah. And you do that your whole life. When you're young, you do a little bit more absorbing than you do giving at, while you're growing. And then you, at some point along the way, transition into uh, being a giver of energy uh, more so than um, a, an absorber. And I think you do that through life until eventually that end point when you don't have enough to give to sustain your own life and you pass. And then that's when the last bit of you and some people may refer to it as a soul. Some people would have other terminology for it, but is released from whatever it is your physical body is and is now available for recycling for other entities to use. So when I think about the day-to-day -day and how that impacts the day-to-day, -day, I try to absorb as much energy as possible, use my body to metabolize it into positive energy and then release it, give it back in my day-to-day -to, -day to people that might need it or store it for myself for, for a rainy day uh, when it might be more difficult to find those metabolic processes to create it anew. And I hope to do that my whole life so that when I pass eventually, what is released is just like raw, hardcore, positive energy to be utilized by whatever is around me in that moment, whether it be my family, whether it be friends, whether it be just a random tree to my left whatever it might be that yeah i see the world as a, as a, a close system of energy motion or movement i love it i love the science background and the, you know talking just talking about like the metabolism in there um to To pull it a, a little more, I, I guess, out of the, the hardcore science into kind of some of the, the softer pseudo sciences, um, we talked about energy. Yeah. And I don't want to say pseudoscience. The, I just call them softer sciences. I honestly have a little bit of imposter syndrome. There's a side note. Um, oh, because I, I, I um, thank you. Uh, I, uh, I feel, so I have this like chapter of a book I'm writing called uh, practitioner versus student. Here's a good example. Student practitioner. <laughs> uh, yeah. And not to say that I'm not a student, some things and you're not a practitioner, but like when it comes to like um, psychology, like the way like I like to test it was like this morning, I just did, um, I just did like a 14 mile run up a mountain with like no food, no water fasted. Um, and, you know, there are points that I got like, you know, kind of queasy. <laughs> Sure. And uh, was was I mean it was it was like like six thousand feet of climb. It was fucking intense. Um, and I was trying to like I was just trying to stay present and enjoy it because it was a choice of freedom. Um, and like that's the way I, like I like to learn about it. And the reason I say imposter syndrome is I'm starting to think that I want to find like a science discipline to dive into. Um, but that's kind of what I mean when I say softer science is more like based on theory than uh data yeah um, yeah but i guess my question was another quote that i remember from you that dude some of your quotes stick in stick in my soul as life lessons man um i hope i hope you appreciate that i know you do because i do deeply yeah you uh you were talking to me about people like around you. And this was when I visited you in Denmark. And I was like, don't you like miss some of the people from home? And you were like, you're like, I look at interactions as energy transfers. And that's what they are. And you're like, Sean, uh, we communicate because naturally I feel more energy when I talk to you, which thank you. Cause that was a, that was one of the best compliments I've got. And you're like, you know, you're not like, should I, talk to Sean it's like a natural thing that you're just like feel like I leave conversations with more energy so like you build a habit of doing that and you're trying to become like aware of um you know people that like drain your energy or don't give it back and you know um if you encounter them of course help them out but like you just can't have people like that in your life because then you'll have nothing for yourself right because 
you know, you, you need that. You need to be well balanced for yourself. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that that's, that touches on. I see that we we hit this topic over and over again throughout life. Then is 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 what I'm calling next. We we we've discussed this in different oh, forms, different places, and um, yeah. It's it's interesting how we always find ourselves back here in our in our specific loop. I'm trying to figure out what it is that we we are trying like what is the take home point here then of why do we keep discussing this? What what is there if we know it? Yeah. Well, well I think it, well I'll tell you where I, I'll tell you where I come from because my um my dad once asked me a question and he wasn't being serious. He was more like just trying to get me to think. And he said, like, Sean, you're in pretty good shape. Why do you keep working out? Right. Um, and I don't like, I think his point was like, what, like, what do you like get out of it? And, you know, if you don't like, if you're in shape, that's great. If you stop working out and start eating like shit, you're no longer in shape. Um, before you mentioned that, like, you know, it does take a discipline. Like if you're scared about death to, um, you know, feel those feelings and then maybe play a game with yourself of, you know, how you can envision it in a positive way. Um, and I think it's, I, I think it's as a way to like further our understanding and reinforce our discipline because I don't know, like I've done a lot of trail runs last few years. And if you don't think my, my mind went down some dark paths, I literally remember looking at my phone thinking I was going to quit at 38 minutes in <laughs> like I think it's just that like it's just more practice I guess I don't know how do you think about it I think practice is one aspect another aspect is like a, like a gut check we if you spend too much time in your own mind and you don't bounce ideas off of other people especially people that you enjoy and 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 find like synergistic energy with then then it leaves you the potential to create these ideas that might be isolating, you know, that these ideas that might be a little bit too detached from like a shared reality. Cause there's most likely not one objective reality. Like there's probably just not, but there's shared yeah. realities that, that it's, it's rewarding to have a shared reality with someone that you hold to a high esteem as, as I do to you. So we discuss these Thanks things, they're probably the ideas that we find to be the most quote unquote controversial or maybe not, held amongst the the normal population of people but we share them as philosophies and that's why we discussed them. a bit validating in a sense yeah yeah almost like craving for it could also be like um, i'm trying to some something that i'm trying to focus on this year is while remaining like positive um looking at myself a little more critically because i just realized like the thing i brought up was a positive right so maybe it's biased um it could also be like, um, like almost like, like trying to hide like an insecurity around something like, mm -hmm. right. Like, I mean, that, that absolutely could be like, I said, uh, you know, having like imposter syndrome or being like scared of death, you know, it could just be like ways to like justify something, maybe not those two things, but, um, it could Something be true. Else, let's hone in on the imposter syndrome real quick. It's like you, you, I don't think you're, you're fluffing anything here, right? You're not using uh, positivity to mask your insecurity clearly. And if you're willing to admit that you have imposter syndrome, that's a very grounded take. And then you, you briefly touched on having an action plan almost wanting to sink into a scientific discipline in hopes to combat the imposter syndrome so yeah that is what we're trying to touch on here there there's the positive aspect of a realistic and borderline could be viewed as negative feeling that you have instead of just trying to squash it or just completely cover or mask it with hyper positivity you're acknowledging it and then yeah. creating a, a positive actionable plan to in hopes to to squash it like naturally and so yeah. who knows if that will work or not. You might find yourself deeper in imposter syndrome the more you go in, because I think that's what happens often. You know, we just, and I'm a student still. I'm also a practitioner, but I'm a student. I'm only allowed to practice to a certain legality as a medical student before 
I would be liable for various malpractice suits. And yeah. so it requires patience and, and, and continuing to be a student, which is only further, in my experience, sheds or opens up this imposter syndrome as you go deeper into the chaos that is medical science. There's just, there's so much information flying about everywhere that yeah. sometimes you got to go deeper into this negative feeling before you, in hopes to find that, that positive area. But I carry with me a, a positive outlook of what it potentially could be. So, mm-hmm. and you know, I I appreciate you sharing that, and I think uh, I think that's that's like impressive to be able to do that. Like, you know, it's almost like like think about like an easy version. It's like a workout. Like, you know, the outcomes. Right? You know, from a a run, you're going to be healthier. Your heart's going to be better. Your muscles going to be stronger. Your ligaments going to be better. You're going to be in better attitude. Endorphins are flowing all this stuff um, and you need to keep that in mind while running <laughs> like right. while doing the thing that could not be fun um, um so and then i think the other aspect is trying to make it fun right just like right. soak in the experience right you know it's like it was it was like the run today was just i mean the views were were towering so that was awesome um little switch little switch of gears man um biking across the country uh i i still don't even feel like we've had uh i don't think there'll ever be a time i feel like we've talked about this enough because you had 75 full days 75 days right um it was probably it ended up probably being like 60 something days of riding and then like a week or two weeks of of rest squashed within 77 days nice awesome i mean that's that's like a lot of time but um Tell me a little bit about like what what made you want to do it, both from the impact side, because I know there was, um, you know, like a charity side to it. But then also um, there were a lot of other ways you could have served that mission <laughs> right. um, that didn't take 77 days or bike across the country. So um, I would like to hear a little bit about the, uh, you know, the charity side, but also like the decision to bike from Washington to Maryland. <laughs> yeah, it really just came down to wanting to see see my both favorite and the the most mysterious parts of America uh, on the ground. And so I think if you're talking about on the ground, the car doesn't cut it because you're just driving through. It's it's a beautiful way to to see America, but it's it's a little bit too fast. So then you have biking and running and maybe someone like yourself who loves these these ultra marathons would enjoy the idea of running across America. Maybe you end up the bucket list, but I don't really consider myself a runner at this stage in life. So cycling was the, the no brainer. I figured it would pretty leave me pretty raw and, and exposed to the elements, both like human and um, non-human aspects of America. So that, that's kind of where it came from. I just wanted to uh, really dive into what is happening in the States because it, it was on the tail end of just coming back from Denmark and I don't know if anyone who does any kind of digging in any kind of media sees immense amount of negativity about what's happening in the States. And this is not to say that we're not facing serious challenges systemically in America as we most definitely are. But I think that there's also an exorbitant amount of beauty happening in this country that expose yourself to it. You'll see it. So that was the hope. I want to hit on that for a quick minute. I don't really, you know, keep up with like day-to-day news. That's part of my low information diet. Um, and, uh, and I hear from people that consume a lot of news and don't travel a ton, get out a ton, um, tell me how the world's in a shit spot and the country's in a shit spot. And I'm like, you know, I don't know. Like, you know, for those that don't know, I kind of live out of a car right now. I'm living in Italy and Europe for the summer, but most of the time, you know, bouncing around, driving, running, biking through the country. And like everywhere I go, people are nice as can be like, like just top to bottom. Yeah. It's absolutely wild how good people can be out there. And it just, again, this is not a new point at all, but we really do just in the media focus on these, these 0.1% aspects of society maybe 0.01 percent aspects of society that are quite tragic or quite dark and those those 
pieces are there it's not like there it's being made up but it's not yeah. the majority and so if you do if you're in an information heavy diet and and it's not based on your own experiences but based on what news stories are being fed to you then you're most likely going to have this view and it's I can see how it'd be like anxiety riddling or depressive or anything like that. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, big time. I just, I, yeah, I, I don't know how it, how it couldn't be. Um, give me a story from the ride. All right. Well, uh, my <laughs> story is, is one day in West Virginia in which everything that could have gone wrong. Well, fire drill. Yeah, I'm thinking that they're just testing it or something. Interesting. That was too short. They I put it that, out right away. I thought that was on your on your end. Um, one day in West Virginia, everything could have gone wrong, went wrong, but everything that could have gone right immediately after went right. So it was just this weird, almost like a ping pong phenomena of just like getting hit to this dark area where I was just in the middle of nowhere and everything was either broken or I was like out of water and getting my ass saved by some lovely West Virginian stranger. So I woke up at 4 a.m. this day to try to hit a 200-mile day. And, and I set off. And the first 100 miles goes pretty easily. But somewhere along the way, I lost, I think, all of my water. I lost two water bottles, and I finished my one-liter like camelback that I had on my back. How, how many miles were you doing on a normal day? I, it ranged from uh, average is probably about 80 miles average okay so and that's like biking mainly all day so yeah 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 but, yeah but like give myself like really long adequate like nice breaks so this day was just like minimizing breaks as much as possible drinking eating like on the move mm -hmm. um yeah but it's night it's at this point it's probably like noon one o'clock peak heat in the summer so it's like a 96 degree day in west virginia and I'm out of water and I'm starting to get some serious hot flashes. Let's just hope that's another test. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Getting some serious hot flashes and, and I don't know what to do. So I just hop off the bike and start walking. So I, if I continue to output what I was, I would have passed out. And I get to the point where I can't even walk anymore. So I just sit on the side of the road, just like kind of dejected and not really knowing what to do. And it's, the middle of Appalachia. So there's not, there's nothing around to be honest with you. I'm on like a, a state highway. I hadn't seen yeah. it for a solid two, three, four hours. And all of a sudden this guy pulls up in his white pickup truck and he looks at me and he's just like, almost as if we had known each other and he had been like following me and yeah. like being a caretaker. He's like, he's like, what's up, bud? Like, it looks like you need some water. Like it's a hot day. You gotta be more careful out here. And I'm just, just, in awe I had no words I couldn't say anything to him I didn't know what to do I just looked at him I was like yeah like I need some water right now I'm, I'm in a really rough place so he just kind of throws two ice cold waters my way and just drives <laughs> off just drives off like like my fucking guardian angel and I'm I'm just sitting there <laughs> not knowing what to do with whatever just happened chug that water don't don't think about it too much and just set point for the next town over to to re-up on supply so it was about 20 miles more at that point and I made it in and I drop into town into the McDonald's and out of nowhere, this woman walks up to me and just hands me a $20 bill. And maybe it's because how I looked, maybe I looked really rough <laughs> or whatever. She didn't say anything. She just handed me a $20 bill and walked away. And I was just like, in awe again, I'm like, I don't need this money, but like this will go towards a charitable cause. I just donated it. And, yeah. and I, there, there was no explanation to it. And so I continued. Neither no, neither. I continued. Sure. <laughs> and I'm just like, at this point, I, I have this, this, this unstoppable feeling that, that everything will be okay the rest of the day. And I apologize yeah. about what this building is doing right now. Um, it's and like, I make it's like a little, the, the guy doing like a fire, the fire drill <laughs> doesn't is like a DJ on the side. He's like, he's having a good time down there, whatever the heck he's doing. Um, I make it 160 miles and I stop at a gas station to get a snack and, and it's like 10 PM at this point. And I, I go and, and I, I'm checking out of, um, of this gas station and the guy looks at me and without really any like warrant 
or reason he looks at me he's like you need to to stop tonight I don't know what you're doing where you're going where you're staying but you shouldn't go further like this town is your last stop before uh Buchanan which is where I was trying to go it's okay which was 60 miles away and um he just is like you you're gonna crash here tonight we'll give you a place to stay you're going no further and I'm like okay that's fine with me and so my 200 yeah, miles. If you get a hint like that, man, take it. Yeah, that's that's a sign from somewhere. And so that ended up being very significant because the next day I woke up and I set off to to complete the the rest of the ride to Buckannon, and my the cord to my derailleur snapped. So if yeah. you don't know the pieces of the bikes, what that does is that locks your gears into. The lowest gear and i you can't climb in that gear not not throughout yeah. Croatia. so i was stuck and i got stuck in the middle of nowhere during the day and if i had continued on the, the night prior it would have been midnight pitch black and i would have been stuck in the middle of nowhere with with next to nothing and so again this guy for whatever reason just just recorrected my my path and my and I had to put my own stubbornness to the side and, and he saved my ass somehow without even knowing that he was going to have that kind of impact. So do you want me to continue? Because there's one more, there's one more saving of this in this story. Yeah, man. Keep it going. I'm just I'm just listening. Then there's there's always a John. And if you anywhere in America, there's a John. John ha probably has a camper van and a nice wife, and he's extremely handy. So John pulls up and he sees me in distress. And I'm like, John, John, I'm only seeing I hope John's listening. <laughs> I hope John's listening too. There's a John. I only see an Ace Hardware and a Walmart. I need a new cord for my derailleur. Do you think either of them are going to have them? And he's like, son, there's no way. There's no way either of those places has that. But I have one in my garage. Get it, get in and let's go fix it. And he takes me to his, no way. <laughs> his own personal bike garage in his at his home where his wife is baking these beautiful fresh muffins and just feeding me these, these delicious foods while he, he teaches me how to fix my bike and just sends me on my way. And <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was a span of, of like 28, 29 hours, 30 hours, maybe. How are the muffins? They were delicious, man. They're like, they grew their own blueberries and whatever. Dude, I was just about to ask if they're blueberry muffins. <laughs> yeah. that, that, you should have just stopped the whole ride. Life's complete. I know. <laughs> I, I wanted to. I was so badly wanted to be like adopted by them and just like uh -huh. stay there for a while. Yeah, right. Just like keep baking muffins and That's teach me how to fix shit. Yeah, exactly. yeah I'll, I was just going to say, I'll work for you. <laughs> yeah. So um, there's some really interesting ideas if that's like, if, if there's like a privilege there, right? You can try to grab on any metrics, right? You can do, I don't even know where, where you could go with that, but it, is that the privilege I have in life, which is to be able to take stupid risks and somehow have my ass saved almost by the bell in, in its fashion. And yeah, uh, I have no idea. Um, there's, there's like a chicken and the egg type of feeling I get about the feeling of being unstoppable. Um, again, it goes back to the, um, it goes back to the, uh, sorry, Marty Hines just called. I wish I could just loop him right in. Uh, it, it goes, it goes back to like that manifestation feeling, right? Where I guess you, you said you had that feeling of being unstoppable and that was given to you in that moment. Let's be real. But yeah. you, I know you well, Heath, and you always have that. And, you know, you, you, you magnetize that to you. Like, you, you really did. And um, maybe there is like a privileged aspect where the, you, the way that your life was set up, it was easier for you to naturally um, have that way about you than maybe other people in different scenarios but you're still doing it right you're still kind of like earning that if you will um dude that's a, that's how i just like i feel and it is a it's a it's like a dance that you're playing right you know it's almost like like i that's why like i, I just um i told emma last night over dinner um, i'm signing up for another ultra it's gonna be longer than anyone i've ever done because i want to dance that line of like how far can i push it and push my mind to stay in that 
because if your mind stays there, I think your body and your surroundings will shake out. Um, so I, I don't know. I guess what I would say is I would the testing that, um, and, and what I mean by that, let me be more specific, testing the ability to, uh, remain so like grateful and open to receiving and optimistic. Like that's kind of what the journey I'm on in life right now, like, is like, yeah. you know, like why not try to do things, the things you, you know, you like focus on if they're negative, positive, that that's what, you know, that's what you draw to you for sure, man. I agree. Um, going, let's see where it goes. I, I enjoy, I enjoy. Yeah, that. dude. And, and it's pretty cool because you, you never know what's good or bad for you. I'm sure when uh, the gas station guy told you to quit, like your ego is a little hit 160 miles impressive, but you didn't hit your goal. Right. Yeah. Um, and then you shit. So in that moment, you might have been pissed and then your shit's not to the next day and you're like, oh, that was the best thing that happened to me on this whole trip. Like, Close and up. that's life through like, do you know how many times like it happens to me and like people get angry about things and then like the exact like opposite happens. Like if you can't tell the future, like don't, don't sweat the small stuff. Yeah. Again, we, we, we go in full circles with our conversations because again, you yeah. can't tell the future, don't sweat it. It's what we're saying with death. It's what we're saying with, with life. Yeah. Manifest yeah. by by projecting what you want with a, a determined and disciplined mind. And yeah. but the flexibility to understand that. Make that a quote, Keith Zacker. <laughs> you don't have the direct control over it. Like, I can't manifest for me a, 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 an avocado toast for tomorrow for breakfast. And expect it to just show up on my plate. I have to go and then take steps I believe will lead to that avocado toast. And definitely eating a bagel with with lox and cream cheese. It might not be that avocado toast, but like fuck it, it's still a, an absolutely yeah. delicious breakfast that has, that has yeah. my plate. So there's definitely there's like um, in that book that I was telling you that kind of, uh, the way of peace for that kind of guided me towards this title. Um, he's like, he's basically Dan's basically getting coached by a, a fictional character, Socrates. And, um, first he's trying to chain the mind and then he's trying to train him to carry that mindset in ways of action. And when he kind of like graduates, if you will, from the mindset aspect, um, it's funny because, uh, he's meditating in a field and Socrates comes up and kicks him in the back he's like hey cheap sitting bull you can't just sit there your whole life like you got to do something um and I love it I, he, I have no idea where this came from but like obviously like memories of us are just like flashing my head yeah. do you remember when when you came to visit South Carolina my, end of my freshman year you were like decide you decide that you're gonna go there and it was like you know you touring it and uh we drove back Oh no, this was after when you graduated. Your freshman. Are you talking about uh, no. when we, we moved you out or is this a different memory? When, when we, when, yeah, when uh, I got moved out um, and we strapped my, my mattress to the roof of your Jeep. And for eight hours, I just did a lat pull mound hold. <laughs> we had like this rope and this thing was like jumping, dude. Because yeah. of course, of course we had like the roof off and we're like, dude, for like eight hours, I was just like pulling it down. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, then we proceeded man. to explore dc that night until the sunrise oh yeah that yeah. was dude how about that like video game we got to find the name of that video game we played i can ask my cousin he'll he'll probably know maybe maybe not for, for those that don't know it was, it was PS2 or something ps3 yeah yeah it was like the wee hours of the night it was honestly probably like 9 or 10 a.m let's could just call it the morning yeah, it <laughs> and we played this, yeah and we were playing this video game and it was like this head with a cloak there was like no it like you when you start the game it was no like start menu it was no direction and i just remember like uh i just remember you kind of like you could just move around and just move the guy around and then like clearly it was like maybe it was like a sand hill like, I don't really know. And you were doing it and you were like, should I just keep going up this hill? And like, you went, the guy went from like flowing easily to like a lot of resistance. But he, you were like, let's just keep going. And like, literally 
the screen is blank and this guy's basically like barely going into the wind and you just held it like that for like two minutes and then like you got to the top or something. And then it opened up though. Didn't we beat it? I swear we beat it. Like we got to see it, the whole concluding scene where. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something happened. Maybe not beat it. We, we, we got to the next, next thing. <laughs> that, that was just me saying that we beat it. What would you even, how would you even describe that game? Uh, hey, cloak man <laughs> or lady. Could be a lady. True. Play stage. Oh. I'll, I'll, this is going to be something I dig into later. Because I'm genuinely. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Um, talk to me about your journey right now with, with you know, um, medicine you know i know i know you got into medicine you know wanting to create a pretty big impact and you know as you've learned so much about the possibilities you know your your ideas you're just learning about new options um is uh is helping people with the um, end of life transition primary focus now or it's partial focus it's there's no need to primarily focus on that it's it's going to be psychiatric, family med, palliative care, like end of life is going to be my, the general direction I'm heading in in hopes to help build out like America's rural infrastructure in that sense. Because I think that in seeing these places in America, you could probably agree, like there is pretty gorgeous out in these more rural, less developed areas. And I think that it could be huge for some people that are more, uh, not trapped, it's a little bit too dramatic, but like they've embedded themselves in urban America and don't really take much time to leave that. I think you can almost tie this to what you were saying earlier, like urban America is also information heavy. You're constantly being bombarded with information and stimulus that I think it would be beneficial to find yourself in rural America for chunks of time. And I foresee the potential to practice psychiatric care out in these spaces, both providing it for the residents that live in rural America and act as a destination for people that want to leave their urban uh, domicile yeah. a little bit to receive whatever kind of treatment they want. And that treatment in my mind uh, being a plethora of things, but the one I'm most excited about is the psychedelic medicine and all the, the fun advancements going on there. Um, yeah. So I envision this direction going in to rural practice where we build out clinics in different spaces you can think like your your arizona deserts your pa wilds your your um yeah mountains in montana like these little areas it 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 almost sounds sorry to cut you off it almost sounds like there's like um a retreat wellness aspect to it backed by like you know a doctor right like um which there's like a million of those already like functioning, but it's still, there's also over 300 million people in America. So it's really just accessible to those with the most resources right now. So if we keep hey, scaling it. Dur- during this conversation, somebody launched a fitness app. Someone yep. launched a clothing line. Yep. It, you just gotta do it better. You don't need to. You better you just, you know. It's also focused on accessibility, right? How, how much does it cost to operate these things? I, would like it to be on the cheaper side so a little bit more minimalistic so it doesn't need to have like the most fancy amazing spa but if you build like a, a rickety sauna that still gets the job rickety sauna. yeah Dude, sauna and an ice bath that's all you need saying, you build a, a little clinic on a, on a river in montana there's your ice bath and you have this sauna um, there i want I, I you know we've we've talked about this we we will partner on on ventures and at some point in our life because I, I just feel strongly about connecting the dots and it's happening between, you know, like medicine and like lifestyle, right? Um, you know, pe- pe- like, like to be able to prescribe somebody meditation, like a medicine, you know, like that would be cool you and hear guide a them cool, on. A cool story of medicine and lifestyle though? Uh, that's actually going on? So there's a hospital system called Geisinger. That's like upstate PA, New York-esque type influence. And they purchased, not to be too technical, but a pay, there's payers and there's payees. Think insurance companies and then the, the actual like doctor. Yeah. So Geisinger is a system of healthcare providers and administrators 
they purchased an insurance company, i.e. the payers, so that it, they call it a vertical structure. They own the, the insurance company and the, the distribution of care. And because they do that, it allows them to make decisions on what qualifies for payment based on like what is actually going to be effective for their patients or their, their clients. And so they were able to establish a prescription grocery um, like protocol or system that allows them to get pre-diabetic patients or something like that, prescribe them groceries. So through their health insurance, they're given health foods included in what they're already paying. So it's free, quote unquote, because they're, they're paying for health insurance already. They can give them cooking equipment and all that jazz so that they can go to their doctor, get all of these health foods prescribed to them and given to them. They can then take it home and cook it and have access to it lumped into their healthcare. So they're not just being prescribed medications, but they're avoiding the progression of prediabetes into a diabetic state through diet and lifestyle. And it's being it's being paid for through their health insurance as it should be, right? It just, it makes- As it should be. Um, that's so amazing. You know, my dad had type two diabetes and they gave him medicine and he didn't take the medicine and he just cut out carbs and added a 60 minute walk five days a week. It was gone and been gone for six, seven years. Bada bing, bada boom, baby. That's awesome. <laughs> I said bada bing, bada boom to someone today and they're like damn the italians are getting to you <laughs> <laughs> do they say that out there i feel like that's an american i don't know but like it sounds like beep the bop they like <laughs> <laughs> i could just see it um but uh that's uh dude that that's so cool and i just love that i love that example i mean that's it's easy to act on yeah. it's easy to act on it's definitely gonna make um, you know, quite a, quite a big impact. And you know, I don't know, I, I, there's, you know, education is a great way to cause um, people to change. And, and pe you know, there's just so much information out there about certain things we do that are healthy and unhealthy. And like, it's, you know, it's, I, I see it going that way. And I, I love that you're, I love the way that you're like dedicating the time. I even love the way that you know, what you're doing is just like opening doors. Cause you even said like, there's no need to primarily focus on this. Like that's just one area that um, I'm able to focus on. And, you know, like I mentioned, I kind of always like to get into it by just like doing um, actually dude, something I want to tell you was uh, November 10th. Um, I rented like a 12 bedroom home in Northern Idaho. Um, and I'm putting on a wellness retreat. Um, and it's something that um, something that I've wanted to do forever because it combines community it's it's just gonna be fun right um there's gonna be physical challenges ice swims and trail runs there's gonna be like breath work and like meditation um i i don't think there's anything extremely revolutionary about like what we're doing except we're all going to be teaching the modules from like experience i guess um which is probably how how most do it but um and then the other thing is, right, it's like a lot of these things, we just need the space for it. Like, just like the space for to, and time for us to have this conversation. Like, Keith, I know your intentions have been like, your intention would be to talk to me as much as humanly possible and me the same for you. But like, we just haven't talked uh, since like really the wedding when we saw each other because it was summertime. You're kite surfing and mountain biking. You know, I've been traveling and running like, and, and dude, that's how it should be. But that's what I'm really hoping for this is of course it'll teach people new things but also give people the space and one and like our big thing um is like taking like people modalities that we practice for a while and like really helping them like like integrate it right because like i don't know like one of the modules would be wim hof method i it's uh, it's, i'm not wim hof um but I, you know i've been doing it every morning for four years and there's like I have like a way that I integrate in my life in a very specific way I do it for what I'm looking for. Um, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, you know, that resonates with others, you know? Yeah. I think that sounds awesome, man. And congratulations. That's a, it's a really awesome venture. I don't know if you, if you look for any kind of like grant funding from the, the, the government so that you can almost give out scholarship. So 
because it's something like that would be amazing for people that don't even know that it exists. And like you said, you're creating the space for it to happen, but how also yeah. amazing would it be if you can like, like have a certain amount of slots for people that are just interested in it and want to want to pay for it, but also uh, excellent amount of slots for individuals that don't even know it exists and may might not be able to afford it, but would agree yeah. from it. And it would be like subsidized by some initiative for improving rural health or improving the health of a, uh inner city youth or something like that you know what i mean yeah and i love that you talk about rural because i think a lot of people just go inner city youth um yeah both are struggling and it's, in, it's interesting because so we thought about that slightly and the way we wanted to solve that was pretty damn low cost i mean and then and then no like expenses like you know picking people up from the airport like all food um you know all that stuff um and in making it we 25% of like we looked at what most retreats cost and we're coming at 25% of the cost. Um, which is like, I mean, also impressive. I mean, but but it, it, it's awesome, but it's still ex, it's still like expensive, right? You know, I mean, um, and either way, it's like we're not covering flights out there. A lot of people can't afford flights. That would be cool to have even one or two, you know. I, sponsors you know scholarships yeah that'd be really fun yeah man and it's a it's an excellent cause so there's always someone out there looking to get involved with something like that i'm writing it on my hand where the most important notes go any new tattoos nothing i can share right now one on my on my torso but just you know no need to expose the body too much on on camera (laughs) flash me real quick (laughs) Oh, yeah, no, it's definitely definitely continuing that venture. It's got a got a lot more skin to cover, you know. Gotta, gotta, yeah, man, and, and I like you know. I know part of it is kind of like places you've been or store, you know, everything to have a story. So yeah. I think that's cool. What's well, the idea? Um, At the end of the day, if if neurodegeneration is going to be the issue, our generation most likely has to solve and also deal with. Then I figured it it will be nice to have like a memory walk down my body of just images that stimulate memories. So I'm banking on that being my, one of my saving points from like a dementia or a, an Alzheimer's. Amazing. That's one of the things I like about the podcast um, and blogging. And I haven't, I've, I haven't been blogging as much as I'd like to. Um, but I mean, man, like some of the thoughts that I had, like on the run today, right? Like they, they will escape you and the essence will be there, but, um, and you can, and, you know, th- there's no right or wrong. So I don't want to say I'm upset with it because, uh, maybe I could have not done this podcast and spend an hour blogging, but then I wouldn't have done this podcast, right? There's, you know, I, yeah, oh, for sure. No, the pot, the podcast and the blog for sure. Yeah. Um, but what I guess what I was saying is like, um, you know, it's like, it just, that's just like such a good way to like jot things down. There's something about writing versus speaking that I feel like when you're writing versus speaking or thinking, you um, complete your thoughts more. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I can see that. It's really, it's really easy for, I feel like for me to say like, Oh, like, you know what I mean? Like when I don't complete a thought and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, we really don't know what each other means. And it's fine. We just move to the next topic. But like, if you're like writing like an article, you can't just be like, like I had a great run. Like, you know, and I was like deep, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Be a little more thorough with your descriptions. And yeah. Tie it off with a nice little bow. For sure. Um, he, I, uh, I want to ask you kind of as like a wrap up question here what's something um what's something that, that you're stoked about over the next few months maybe throughout now and the end of the year um more so like a goal that that you're looking to accomplish something that's you know yeah. new it's not necessarily it's maybe it's new for me but not new for most people but for me it's just like getting some good quality family time in and uh, i've been away from the east coast for like the last 10 years or so and in the last year I was able to reconnect with like a lot of cousins aunts uncles parents siblings and and realizing that like 
I that amount of time I spent away from them was significant and they they did a lot of growing while I was not around and I wanted to get to know them as people and as friends and and re rekindle those relationships. So that's kind yeah. of what I've been doing a lot of, of things with my family and just getting to see them for the human beings that they are and they're absolutely beautiful people and I'm so thankful to have them I want to 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 keep on stoking that aspect of my life to re yeah. to to strengthen the roots a little bit more as I probably venture because next three years I'll be in Philly doing this and then it's going to open up again and I want to be able to leave Philly with very strong familial roots so yeah probably that appreciate I appreciate you like hearing that and it resonates with me you know I haven't lived home since I was 17 yeah um part of the reason that I you know started my own company was to be able to live where I wanted when I wanted um and I've spent some time at home but I think I could spend some more um and I would like to um and you know like you said people people definitely have grown so that's a that's a good goal I'll check in with you on that one yeah appreciate it dude what about you what's um, your answer I feel like I got to answer all these questions but haven't gotten to answer yeah man questions um you're out you're out in Italy out I'm out in Italy uh so <clears throat> throughout now in the end of the year I want to really choose something to focus on um from a life inner study standpoint what I mean by that is um I have a podcast on happiness I have a blog on I have a blog that's like an external version of my journal. Um, I have uh, a networking group about building community, a lot of business ties there and self-growth. I'm trying to start to put a little more content out and I'm definitely, definitely about to double down on these retreats. These things, I just like in person. Um, I want to pick some, and I'm not studying anything. Um, I, I would say the, the other big thing in my life is ultra running um, and just like, fitness and wellness in general but that's not specific i want to pick some things to like really focus on you know i guess like let's take ultra running for example um you know even even that like i like to be the ultra runner that also like lifts a lot of weights like i don't you know what i mean and like that's cool and all but like maybe it would be cooler to like look back in like three years and be like dude i gave everything i have to ultra running and now like and, and i've just I have deeper connection to life be, because of it versus like I dabbled in, you know, these couple things. And um, so it's a long-winded way of basically saying like, I just want to find something to really focus on. Like I was talking about maybe education um, and, and getting more into like the sciences and kind of connect that to, to what I'm doing every day. Yeah. That's beautiful. That sounds beautiful. If you think that, I think the only thing I would, say to the education pieces if you think that the credential you're going for will unlock uh something for you to do then 100 go for it if you if you're just curious about the information the most beautiful thing about the internet age is that this information that you might be curious about is available to you like right now without you having to like pay an institution any money for it so like the reason i do an md is because it is the the credentialing of it that allows you to have a little bit of protection from a legal perspective um otherwise you could go and learn everything i've learned in the last year on your own time with the with a higher level of freedom than i have in life right now so that's that, that's my only two cents google and to just the third party resources available that we we use anyways like information is there i can't wait for school to be free because you can't fight the freedom of information and how accessible it is yeah um have to compete with that somehow integration though and like and and like um environment right i think like like for example like for marketing like i tell all my clients like if you have like a paywall like where people need to pay and then they access information give all that information for free yeah every client says like but why like that's what they're turning from like because like your app or your program helps them like integrate it, like do it, right? Like the Wim Hof, it's crazy. The Wim Hof like app, I just use that because that was on the top of my mind, 
has the breathing method right there. But then when you pay, there's these customizations that like really help you, you like do it, track it, it, it be customized to you and you customize, you know what I mean? Just like, that's, and that's dude, really like, good advice. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, with the, just with like, your nose connect to my brain. Boink. <laughs> well, and then, and then the environment, right. Um, the community, maybe they provide. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, like that's kind of what I was getting at with the wellness retreat. Like I would, there's nothing that there that's new to world. That's what I was trying to get at before. Nothing there is going to be new to world, but it's going to be a hell of an environment. It's going to be an application process where we get on the phone with everyone before they get in. It's not just like, like money doesn't get you in, right? Yeah. Like we're going to make sure you're there to, to do some inner work and treat people respectfully. And, um, and, and yeah, I think, you know, it's cool in that way. That's freaking awesome, Jeez, man. man. That's freaking awesome. I love you, dude. And I can't wait to see you next. Don't know when that'll be, but I'm sure we'll it won't be the phone. We'll figure it out. I love you too, Shawnee boy. It was, uh, thank you sure. for having me on this. It was really awesome. It was fun to chat. Oh, yeah. thank you for making the time. I know you're away from tech as much as possible. Now I'm back in it now. You know, we're back up and running. Gotta, gotta be, be back, integrating it back into life. So yeah, anytime. <laughs> cool, man. I, I, uh, I appreciate it and keep grinding, dude. Yeah. Likewise. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Hey, thank you for watching today's episode. If you got something out of this, it would mean so much if you could just take a second and give us a rating on whatever platform you're watching it on. And it would mean so much to the world if you could just find one person that you think this message resonates with and you could share that with them. Thank you so much for your support. Looking forward to share the next episode with you.